Good morning, people of God. Special welcome to any who might be visiting with us today, either in person or joining us online through our live stream. For those of you that are new with us this morning, my name is Pastor Kelsey Parker, and how blessed are we that we can join together this morning in praise and in love and in worship to our Lord. For any of you that are joining us online today, we will be having Holy Communion this morning, so I invite you to prepare what elements you have at home, your bread, wine, or grape juice, so that you can commune from where you are as we commune here today. A couple announcements to share today. Please be sure to check your midweek announcements that come out on Wednesday every week just to see what we're up to and what is coming up in the life of the church. I can still use help with Vacation Bible School. You can sign up to help uh, online with that. And we're also looking to uh, reestablish our communion practices here, the way that we communed before the pandemic. But to do that, we need hands and hearts and helpers. So if you would be willing to serve in some way as either an altar guild or an usher or a communion server or a deacon, if you can indicate that on the back of your yellow slip so that we know when we kind of reach that critical mass of, okay, yes, we have the volunteers to do this. Please let us know, and please consider taking on that that role. This past week, Pastor Dave and myself, two other adults, and 14 kids attended Stony Lake Camp on the west side of the state. We thank you for all of your prayers uh, as we were away, and we're going to take a few minutes to show a video that will highlight our kids and the time that we had at camp, so I invite you to enjoy that now. The best part about camp is playing Newcomb. My favorite thing about camp is the atmosphere. Stony Lake invites you and welcomes you as you are, and the staff here spends the entire week making sure that each child knows that they are welcomed and loved for who they are, who God made them, how they are exactly right now, and I think it's a beautiful thing. Spending time with lots of my friends. My favorite thing about camp is all the freedom that you get. I like Nuka. My favorite thing about camp was having so many awesome new people to meet. The best part of camp was seeing my friends. The best part of camp was s'mores. The best part of camp was archery. The best part of camp was doing archery. I hope everybody's having a great day. I know I am. It's been a wonderful week. I've been blessed with a lot of young spirits that have really rejuvenated me and this has been a wonderful experience for our kids that were able to come here. This is a great place for them, some great wonderful opportunities for them to show what they can do for themselves. All of our kids made us all very proud and make sure that you encourage your kids to come next year and if you haven't come, please do.
I hope you'll get a chance to hear lots of great stories from the adults and the campers that went. Before we jump into our opening praise song, I invite you to stand and greet one another as you're able with the peace of the Lord or a hello or a good morning. Almighty God, we thank you for planting in us the seed of your word. By your Holy Spirit, help us to receive it with joy, live according to it, and grow in faith and hope and love. Guide us in times when people don't get along so we can shine Jesus' light. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, and all of God's people say, Amen. I invite you to be seated. Dear Church, grace to you and peace from the God who created you, from the Son who redeems you, and from the Holy Spirit who calls you each by name. Amen. We're counting down the weeks to VBS by focusing our Sunday sermons on the Bible stories and themes that the kids will be learning during their VBS week. We're even getting you involved with those special daily call and responses that the kids will learn. For example, last week when Pastor Dave said, when the world seems dark, you would respond with, shine Jesus light. This week, our theme and the call and response will be this. When I say, when people don't get along, you'll respond Shine Jesus' light. Let's practice that. When people don't get along, shine Jesus' light. Exactly. Now, that is Jesus, capital J-E-S-U-S, apostrophe. And I believe Pastor Dave had a different approach to the grammar, but today we're just saying Jesus' light instead of Jesus' light. And you can tell him, but it's the correct way to say it. Shine Jesus' light. When people don't get along, shine Jesus' light. Today we're going to read the story of Zacchaeus from the book of Luke. And we spend time with that theme. And I was thinking about that story, and I'm like, you know, I think I spent the most time with that story in my Sunday school years. I learned the song, like many of you may have, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. And while it's a great lesson, the story that we are told about Jesus and his interactions with Zacchaeus, it's a great story for kids. It's also really relevant and important for us, too. So let's hear this story from Luke 19, verses 1 to 10, and allow it to speak to us today. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man there was named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, 
half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a lost son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. When people don't get along, shine Jesus' light. This story paints an all-too-relevant picture about why people so often can't and won't just get along. That reason is, as highlighted in this story, we are so good at putting people in categories, at labeling one another, and then deciding that someone is either good or bad, right or wrong, worthy of our time and energy, or simply someone we need to step aside and ignore. Zacchaeus must have known he had been put in a category, that he was carrying a label around with him. He had known it from the minute he started his career. He was a tax collector. And not only that, a chief tax collector. In those times, tax collectors were often despised by their own people because they were seen as collaborators with the Roman oppressors. And more than that, they had become notorious for their own corruption and their greed. As Jesus entered Jericho, Zacchaeus was drawn to Jesus. He wanted to see him. He wanted to learn about him. He wanted to know more about him, but he couldn't get through the crowd and he was too short to see So he climbs a tree just to catch a glimpse of Jesus passing by. I was thinking of what it might be like to be in a time and a place where someone was so charismatic that you just wanted to have a glimpse of them, that you just wanted to say that you had been in the same space as them, that you had occupied the same roadside as them. And it made me think of this incredible experience I just had a couple weeks ago when my good friend took me along to a Taylor Swift concert. I had seen nothing like what I saw at this Taylor Swift concert ever in my life before. Because she was that person, right, that everyone wanted a glimpse of, that wanted to be in the stadium with, that wanted to be a part of this tour that she's put together. People who couldn't get in were standing outside the stadium by the hundreds, thousands, just to be outside the stadium where she was inside performing. Was that a little bit how it felt for Zacchaeus on that day? He didn't have a front row ticket. He didn't even have a ticket in the nosebleed section, but he just wanted to see. Because maybe if he could just see, then maybe he could feel something or learn something or know something or perhaps even change something. To his surprise, in the midst of this huge crowd of people, Jesus not only noticed him, but called him by name, saying, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. And of course, the people around Jesus were none too pleased. Zacchaeus? 
Zacchaeus was an outcast. Zacchaeus was an other. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Zacchaeus was a sinner. They had him placed soundly in his category, labeled him, and made up their mind about him. I wonder how many times in a day we find ourselves doing what that crowd did. That is, judging someone based on their appearance or their political affiliation or their identity or their choices or their successes or their mistakes. I think I do it more than I can possibly fathom. I mean, really. We do it almost without thinking. I know we do. We live in a world that more and more is leaning into what we would call a this or that kind of world, an in or out kind of world, this two-sided binary type of thinking. And the pandemic really helped us hone our skills with that, didn't it? Now if we see any sign that someone stands on the other side of a line from where we stand, we make a decision to view that person as an enemy or someone less than ourselves. We don't have a tolerance for talking with or sharing space with people who hold different views of the world than we do. Jesus crossed that line to talk to Zacchaeus. Jesus challenges us, as he challenged the crowd that day, to examine our tendency to judge, to lack in empathy, to have preconceived notions, make assumptions about people without taking the time to truly understand their story, their inner struggles, and who they truly are. Or in other words, when people don't get along to shine Jesus' light, the story of Zacchaeus calls us to practice empathy. That's shining a light. To practice understanding, that's shining a light. To withhold judgment, that's shining a light. And to offer acceptance and support, and even to go so far as Jesus, maybe to share a place at the table with someone who we find different from ourselves. This past week at camp, there were so many opportunities for our young campers and for the adults to practice empathy and understanding as we got to know each other. One instance in particular stands out to me. At the very beginning of the week, as campers gathered for their first meal and then their first campfire, you saw a couple images of the kids standing around the campfire with their arms around each other like this. That didn't happen until later in the week. At the beginning of the week, we were kind of in our own personal bubbles, not sure how far we wanted to extend our love to one another. But at that first campfire, one of the campers immediately stood out. Lewis was older than most of the campers. Lewis's voice was loud. He couldn't articulate his words. And he would often repeat phrases and shout things out at the worst and most wrong of times, simply because he was excited. The kids knew right away that Lewis was different. They didn't realize that Lewis had in fact attended Stony Lake for years, But each year, as he would attend, he would have to go into it, showing up as his true and authentic self, and the kids at camp would have to make a decision. Would they learn his name? Would they hear his story? 
Would they accept him for who he was and all the ways he looked and acted differently from them? What happened over the week was nothing less than the work of Jesus. Lewis was not cast out or shunned. He wasn't ignored or overlooked. He was called into community. He was sought out. He was embraced. He was learned about, and people learned from him. Lewis might not have fit the mold, but he was a master class in joyful living, and the campers learned from him what it looked like to praise with your whole being. By Friday, Lewis was stopping to chat with campers, pastors, and all of us who he might encounter. While every camper experienced exhaustion or tiredness or fatigue at some point, Lewis was relentlessly happy and open to meeting others. It was an important reminder to me that the teens, tweens, and children whom I too often put in a category or label have the capacity for great empathy and love. It's so easy for those of us who have come of age in different times to look at the kids and the youth of today and just shake our heads and go, oh my gosh, young people today. But what I saw at camp inspired me. Young people, yes, grow up in a very different world than we did, but they are full of kindness and acceptance and capable of incredible things. When people don't get along, shine Jesus' light. Lewis's camp story and the story of Zacchaeus challenge us to recognize that true change and love and empathy can happen in places where you least expect it, even among those whom we have learned to ignore. In a world that often teaches us to rush to judgment, Jesus in this story, the campers at camp this week, teach us to approach others with open hearts and minds and extend grace and love and solidarity and forgiveness and mercy. And that's good news for those of us who feel we fall into our own categories at times or who bear the burden of labels the labels we give ourselves, the disappointments that we remember in our own lives. Jesus called Zacchaeus by name. Jesus called Lewis by name. Jesus calls me and you by name and asks you to join him at his table, to be met with love, courage, and the opportunity to change the world. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, draw us into brave and loving spaces this week. Help us to see the people around us who we might have prejudged or who we've learned and come to ignore. Help us to see them the way that you see them, as deeply beloved and worthy of our time and our care. We ask you to bless the work that you'll call us to do this week, and may it always come from a place of love and mercy. And may we find that you have joined us around this table of grace as we make connections with the people in the world who need to hear about your love. Help us to hear that love and experience it ourselves too, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen.
Confident that God receives our joys and concerns, let's offer our prayers for the church, those in need, and all of creation. At the end of each prayer, I'll say, God of grace, please respond with, hear our prayer. Let us pray. Guide your church, O God, to sow seeds of forgiveness and righteousness on good soil. Direct your people to proclaim your love in this congregation and throughout the world. God of grace, hear our prayer. Sustain your creation, O God, by sending favorable weather, causing trees and fields to grow, protecting waterways from pollution, and instilling in all people the need to be good stewards. God of grace, hear our prayer. Maintain peace among all people, O God, and raise up lawyers to work for justice in the courts, advocates to speak for the downtrodden, and politicians to work on behalf of the common good. God of grace, hear our prayer. Heal those who are sick, O God, especially those we name now either silently or out loud. Guide healthcare workers to care for those who suffer, scientists to conduct life-saving research, and counselors to care for victims of the many hardships we endure. God of grace, hear our prayer. Answer the prayers of those gathered in worship, O God. Protect those who travel near and far. Accompany visitors to this congregation and nurture our faith. God of grace, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words, through Jesus Christ our Lord, as we now pray the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We now take a moment to reflect on our week and confess those times we failed to live as God would have us live. Please repeat after me. Or no, don't do that. We will say the words together from the screen. (laughs) God of life. We confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We nurture conflict and build walls. We neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts. Where we are reluctant, give us courage. Where we are cynical, restore our trust. Renew us with your grace and give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. And now hear this, dear children of God. In the mercy of God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all our sin. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by God's authority, I declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all your sin. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And please respond with, and also with you. And may we all say together, Amen. Please be seated. 
At this time, we will have our communion cups out together, or those of you at home can have your elements uh, nearby as we have communion and receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, blessed it and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me the body of Christ given for you. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me, the blood of Christ shed for you. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. Thank you so much for your continued support here at King of Kings through your time, through your talent, through your treasure. You helped to make camp possible for many of our kids last week, and we thank you for your continued and ongoing support as we try to make an impact in the lives of our congregation and our community. Uh, You can leave offerings in the silver buckets on your way out, or there is a, a way to give online through our website. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace. Share the good news. Thanks be to God.